Hello and welcome to Storytellers of STEM. My name is Rachel Villani. Today is the beginning of a very special voyage, but it's a virtual voyage. So if you've been listening to the podcast this year, you've heard me and many of the storytellers talk about Homer Bound. It's a year-long training program for women in STEM from around the world that culminates in a three-week expedition and educational voyage to Antarctica. The goal of the program is to upskill and train a thousand women in 10 years, and my cohort is the fifth of 10 cohorts. So we are Team HB5 of Homeward Bound. And today, the 10th of November, 2020, we would have been embarking on our journey together to Antarctica, but it was not to be this year. So instead, we are marking the milestone with a virtual voyage. There will be podcast episodes like the one you're about to hear, social media posts, and more. So just follow the virtual voyage online using the hashtag HB5VirtualVoyage. So now, about this episode. As I've already said, many of the storytellers that have been on this podcast previously are part of Team HB5. The podcast actually originated out of my experiences and learning within the Homeward Bound program, and it provides a wonderful platform and medium to explore a question that I wanted to ask my cohort. I've asked Team HB5 to answer the following question. What does Antarctica mean to you? The answers vary, of course, which is why I wanted to ask that question. Antarctica means different things to different people, and the answers are as diverse as our cohort. This episode is part one of those answers and also serves as the kickoff for an entire series of episodes about Antarctica. In the coming weeks of the HB5 virtual voyage, which begins today, the 10th of November, and ends on the 3rd of December, there will be a series of episodes of Storytellers of STEM featuring scientists, artists, and science communicators discussing polar travel, subglacial lakes, Antarctic seaweed, deep sea coral, marine predators, the McMurdo dry valleys, glacier modeling, and of course, penguins. So stay tuned for the HB5 virtual voyage and the coming Antarctic series. And enjoy this episode, which again is part one of the Homeward Bound fifth cohort answering the question, what does Antarctica mean to you? Hi, I'm Charlotte Francesia from Team HB5, talking from France. So what does Antarctica mean to me? Any answer to this question has certainly changed over the, the past year and will surely be very different after our inspirational trip to this amazing place. Before I applied to Homeward Bound, it was a faraway wonderland that I read about and as is the case of most people who are passionate with nature, I imagined a white continent that Mother Earth had dedicated to nature and peace. It seemed to be a special place where there had never been any war and where penguins slide on the snow just like I love doing in my home in the French Alps. But since I joined Homeward Bound, I have become more acutely aware of the, the continent's realities and of its need for conservation. My wish to act to defend this nature was born. I was overjoyed when I received the news that I would be going to Antarctica and look forward to traveling with 79 women similarly motivated in helping protect the planet and promoting the role of women in science. I guess you imagine how this white continent has become a symbol for me, both as an ecologist and as a woman anxious to encourage diversity in science. For me, Antarctica has become a place where anything could happen, 
where all our dreams, ideas, and scientific exchanges could perhaps even lead to solutions for our planet, while also furthering the cause of gender equality. My name is Phyllis Tamalaki. I am a Kenyan. My professional background is in avian ecology and conservation. I've never been to Antarctica, nor the part of the world that hosts Antarctica. Whenever I think about Antarctica, I think of a massive continent that is covered with snow and ice. No human life, apart from tourists who come to visit, and few researchers who are interested in the life and ecology of the unique animals, plants and animals in the Antarctica. I've watched movies of penguins and beautiful seabirds and relate this to Antarctica. I see penguins dominating the landscape and seabirds enjoying the bliss of the breathtaking landscape in Antarctica. Something else that comes to mind whenever I think about Antarctica is climate change. I think this is a part of the world that has really been impacted with climate change because of the melting ice. I'd really love to go to Antarctica and confirm all that I've watched in movies and all that I've read in books about Antarctica. I see a remote land that needs to be discovered and tough biodiversity, unique. I think this is the best part of the world for a scientist, for a woman scientist to make discoveries. How I long to be in Antarctica. Hello, my name is Cece and I am part of Homeward Bound 5. Antarctica means the perfect opportunity for self-reflection about who I am and what I value. At the same time, it's a chance to see one of the world's most fragile and pristine ecosystems. I think being on board will prompt a lot of thinking in terms of how we can contribute to the world's sustainability problems as a team of women who share similar values. G'day, my name is Bernie Ann Freeman. I'm a civil engineer based in Queensland, Australia, and delighted to be a part of Homeward Bound 5. To me, Antarctica is more than a home for penguins. It's a reserve for science, one of the most pristine ecological systems in our world. Tragically, it's one of the most vulnerable, evidence of the rapid changes affecting our planet. Antarctica is a global common and welcomes us all. It's Homeward Bound's chosen platform to put the spotlight on women in STEM, women in leadership, and a sustainable future for our planet. I'm excited and very fortunate for this opportunity to visit and observe this white southern wonder. When I was a child, I would think of Antarctica as one huge ice cube. I mean a really big ice cube. Now, several decades later, that belief was really not so far from the truth, since Antarctica does in fact contain 90% of the Earth's freshwater ice. Growing up in Chicago, I thought I knew what really cold winters were with howling winds off of Lake Michigan. However, as I learned more about Antarctica during the past year, I now know that the temperature can reach as low as minus 128 degrees Fahrenheit. And that makes Chicago winters look like the Bahamas. For the past 25 years, I've lived in the Sonoran Desert 
near Phoenix, Arizona. I never would have guessed that the Antarctica is one of the driest places on Earth with the interior having less than two inches precipitation per year. And along the coastal, it's only about 12 inches per year. This is right in line with Phoenix's average rainfall of about eight inches per year. Because Antarctica appears to be one massive ice cube, you would think that the wildlife on this continent would be minimal. How could animals survive in such an extreme environment? Yet over time, we have realized that this continent is teeming with biodiversity. When most of us think of animals in Antarctica, emperor penguins immediately come to our mind. However, there are many other types of animals on this continent, from mites to lice to squid and seals, and of course krill, the tiny shrimp that are the major food source for baleen whales that migrate to Antarctica. As a marine biologist, that has studied humpback whales around the world from Alaska to Tonga to the Silver Bank, I am really excited to observe these amazing gentle giants of the deep feeding on the krill population. And hopefully I will even have the chance to hear their beautiful songs. From the largest animals on earth, the whales, I now spend the majority of my time studying the smallest animals, microbes and looking for microbes that can biodegrade harmful compounds in our groundwater and surface water. Because Antarctica is such a unique environment, I am quite confident that there are numerous microbes that live and grow there. There are 70 permanent research stations across Antarctica performing a wide variety of research, including ones on microbial diversity. I look forward to learning about the exciting research being conducted here. I also look forward to learning from the 80 other amazing women who will be part of Homeward Bound Team 5. The huge diversity of this group provide me a unique perspective on how to enhance my ability to communicate science to policymakers. My goal is to work with the current HB5 team and prior ones to develop actions that can make a significant difference on improving the health and well-being of our planet, including that enchanted ice cube, Antarctica. Hi, my name is Ellen Anderson, and I'd like to share with you what Antarctica means to me. I honestly never much thought about the southern continent prior to applying for Homeward Bound. I was drawn to the program because of its description of an all-female, all-ages cohort of women in STEM, and I was intrigued by the adventure of traveling to Antarctica. Of course, I immediately started immersing myself in information about the continent through maps, books, and articles, anything I could get my hands on. I read three books right off the start about Antarctica and learned about the incredible sea butterflies and just an immense number of strange and wonderful species that exist only in the Antarctic waters in a book entitled Antarctica by Gabriel Walker. The third book I buried myself in was Lost Antarctica, Adventures in a Disappearing Land by James McClintock that really brought home what it would be like to stay and study on the ice continent long term. I immediately wished I was in my 20s or 30s, not yet on my life trajectory, and just hearing about the possibilities to study life in Antarctica. So what does Antarctica mean to me? Over the last year of learning, I've come to know that Antarctica is the Earth's beating heart. Everything that occurs here is a harbinger of our future. From species migration due to warming ocean temperatures, to the loss of penguin nesting sites, or in-migration of prey species into this environment filled with strange, delicate, and outlandishly diverse organisms found nowhere else in the world. 
I've come to understand that if we don't slow the destruction that is the result of global warming and instead watch this magnificent continent become a museum of extinct species, the devastation will be mirrored across our world in an astonishingly short period. Hi, this is Jody Salmond, and the question I was asked is, what does Antarctica mean to you? With our trip to Antarctica clearly delayed given the circumstances, it allows us the time to reflect about what Antarctica actually means to us and why it holds such a special place in the heart of so many people. To me, it represents the road less travelled, despite it actually being travelled more than ever these days. It means wilderness, expansiveness, the idea of an untouched wonderland. Immediately all of these images flock into my mind, as I'm sure it does for many. But the reality is also so much more. If I go a bit deeper, Antarctica actually represents strength. It reminds me that the world is tough and it will continue on without us, that we are really tiny in comparison, but also that it could all disappear in the blink of an eye. It represents fragility, vulnerability of the world, of us, of our place in it. To me, it offers a rare insight of feeling, of feeling so small in the grand scheme of things, and yet also shoves the evidence of our impact in our faces. It screams opportunity, though sometimes I don't know why exactly, because what opportunities might exist at the end of the world? It is, however, an opportunity to see firsthand the impact of our way of living in a place that is so far out of the ordinary, so far away from our daily lives, and yet despite this remoteness, it is so heavily impacted by the choices we make sitting at home, watching TV, driving to work, flying to holiday destinations, and essentially just living life as we know it. Antarctica to me represents the dream of a lifetime. It's a goal, a destination, not just to be seen and to be ticked off a bucket list. It actually represents the culmination of years of study, of planning, of collaboration, of dreaming, of pushing, of growth and moving forward. It represents the thousand tiny steps required to get there, of the wins, the losses, of knowing that the path I am on is the right one for me. Antarctica to me represents growth and opportunity. Personally, through this journey that I'm on, it allows me the opportunity to meet some of the most brilliant minds in the world from all over the globe. It allows me to, to dive deep into myself, to understand myself and those others, to explore this amazing world around us. Overall, it just represents life. It is the iceberg. If you think of an iceberg, all you ever see is a tiny portion of it. It's the same as life, right? We all walk around with judgments of people, of places and, and of how they live their life but we only ever see the smallest amount. Even with work or career or facilitating change in any field, it takes so much work behind the scenes or under the ice to bring an idea from just that idea to fruition. Yet we often get so judged based on this end result and not on the journey. But life is tough and it is a journey. Remember, it's not about the destination. It is about the windy path, the good, the bad decisions, the opportunities missed and taken, and the fact that we learn from each and every one of these. So I guess Antarctica to me is an adventure, the ultimate adventure, but it's also like coming home to nature, to a deeper understanding, and that the realization that we are all in this together and the only way out is with clear leadership and collaboration. My name is Sarah Ritzy and I'm a Canadian veterinarian. After three years practicing small animal medicine, I took on a new challenge in the area of veterinary nutrition. Currently, I lead a team of scientific communication specialists across Canada, and we are dedicated to bettering the lives of pets by transforming the way the world applies nutrition. I'm excited for Antarctica because, well, it's Antarctica. 
What a rare and incredible opportunity to see and experience nature in its most remote and extreme form. I fancy myself an outdoor adventurer, seeking opportunities to explore new parts of our amazing planet while testing out my own strengths and abilities. I'm thrilled to have been invited to join Homeward Bound because it's a chance to meet, learn from, and share with women in STEM from all over the world. And as a member of the veterinary profession, which is one of the few STEM areas that has, over the past 30 years, transformed from being a male-dominated profession to the current reality where over 80% of graduating veterinarians are female, I bring a cautionary tale to the rest of STEM. Although the gender pendulum has swung from male to female prevalent, diversity in veterinary medicine remains extremely low. As veterinary medicine has become feminized, the economic well-being of the profession has suffered. Veterinarians have gone from topping the list of most trusted professionals to hearing on an almost daily basis that people believe they are just in it for the money, in spite of the fact that many, if not most veterinarians, regularly sacrifice their own financial, personal, mental, and physical well-being to help their patients. Suicide is a serious and increasing problem in veterinary medicine. Now don't get me wrong, I love being a veterinarian. Nothing beats the feeling of truly making a difference in an animal and their family's lives. My goal is to help veterinarians find more opportunities that make them feel that way and reduce the misconceptions leading too many of our members down a pathway of depression and despair. I hope that insights from veterinary medicine might help other STEM areas to transform in a way that is healthier for the individuals that choose to pursue that path. And I want to learn from the other women in Homeward Bound how I might help my profession to heal as we all work together to find ways to help our planet to heal. And what better place to learn how to change the world than a place in the world where all of the noise and drama of everyday life are removed to allow you to focus all of your time, energy, and attention on solving the problem. Hi, I'm Helen O'Connor. What does Antarctica mean to me? Antarctica and what it's meant to me has changed over my life. When I was young, when I was probably about 17, 18, I remember watching Life in the Freezer on the BBC, which showed to me the wonders of natural history and the amazing nature that we could find in Antarctica. And it gave me an inspiration and a desire to work in conservation and the environment. I went off to university. When I left university, what I really wanted to do was to go and work for the British Antarctic Survey. The British Antarctic Survey at the time had very few jobs that were open to women. I remember this and I remember thinking, why is that? And talking to people about the fact that they were worried about the impact that long winters might have on women or women being in remote locations and some of the needing access to medical support or other support. So I was unable to apply for jobs at the time with the British Antarctic Survey. But now, as I'm older, I see Antarctica as a symbol for hope, a symbol of optimism, but also a symbol of urgency and a need to act. So why do I think it's a symbol of hope and of optimism? Well now, for example, far more women work at the British Antarctic Survey 
it's much easier for people, for women, to find work there and to go and help study and understand the frozen continent. I think of my daughter and I think of how, if she wants to, that opening is there for her now. I also think of hope and optimism because of the work of the Antarctic Treaty, with countries from all over the world coming together to agree a set of um, regulations and policies that effectively give a level of protection to Antarctica for the benefit of the whole of humankind. And it I think makes me think about how people can really come together to create uh, frameworks and create a better future. But it also, to me, is a, a symbol of urgency. I look at Antarctica and I see not only the, the, the reports of pollution, of, of small amounts of plastic pollution, of other pollution pollutants that have been found in both the animals and the ice in Antarctica, but also the impacts of climate change. And to me, what we see in Antarctica and what we see as well in, in, in the Arctic the impacts on the on the ice melt and the concern that that brings very starkly to me about what we are doing to the planet and what we can all do and have to do to try and help preserve, protect and manage the planet going forward for the benefit not only of the natural systems such as those we find on Antarctica but also for the benefit of all those people who live on the planet now especially those in the poorest and most marginalised parts of the world, those who live in coastal cities across Africa, Asia and South America, and in terms of children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. We need to act. We need to do what we can to make the world a cleaner, greener and more inclusive place. That's what Antarctica means to me. Hi, I'm Linda Thompson from New Zealand. So what does Antarctica mean to me? Well, I find the place inspirational on a number of levels. Firstly, I love its link to Kiwi ingenuity and farming, which I'm passionate about as I work in the dairy sector. I grew up on a sheep and beef farm and also now have my own beef farm. And I'm really passionate about sustainable food production at both the farm and the manufacturing stages. So the link between Antarctica and farming for me is that in 1958, a Kiwi by the name of Sir Edmund Hillary, who had five years earlier been the first to conquer Mount Everest, led a dash across Antarctica on a Ferguson tractor uh, to become only the second team to reach the South Pole overland. I love this story and I think it's awesome that they did this on tractors, which is such an integral part to farming and I just think it's great in terms of showing what can be done. Uh, the other part from what I've seen of Antarctica is that there's just such a majestic, surreal beauty to it. It's a place I associate with being untouched by humans, where nature is how it is and has always been, uh, where the elements and animals are in balance, yet it also seems to be a place of such extremes, covered in so much ice and snow. Yet I also know this image in my mind to be untrue. Uh, it's quite idealistic. It's maybe not 100% correct because humans have touched it and changed the balance from our actions elsewhere on the planet. Uh, which you know it makes me sad but also so motivated i think that we only get one shot at life and this is that we're all living it at the moment we have that opportunity to make a difference so i see antarctica is also being very inspirational from that regards 
it's a place I see of dreams and hope, a place I dream to see, a place I hope remains intact and thriving. And I think it is a, a place that reflects the state of our planet and what I'm motivated to protect. Tamantha Stutchbury. Antarctica is a place that I never dreamed of being able to experience. A place that I expect to amaze and challenge me. The distance, isolation, climate and environment all make Antarctica unlike anywhere else on Earth. It is the final frontier for women in science and a symbol of why we need STEM-based leadership in regards to climate change. Hi, my name is Anna Madlena and I am a marine robotics engineer from Germany, currently based in Berlin. Antarctica to me means the past, present and future all at once, but never all at the same time. Antarctica is one of the last windows to our past, one of the few places we can reach and be entirely in the present. And where at the same time we see what will be gone, what will happen in the future. And we literally have a window into the future. It is all of that at once and I believe it is the place we must go to deeply feel the convolution of those three dimensions. Where there is no building, no museum, no landmark to remind us of the past, but the immense vastness, biodiversity and beauty and power of nature where we experience a presence so staggering so painful so unreplaceable some something that will never be possible again and more importantly it is a presence of such privilege that we must do everything in our power to make everyone without this privilege understand the same dimension and bring home that privilege and dimension we must show that we only have that one window to the future and that window is visible in Antarctica. This is what Antarctica means to me. It is an expedition into the past, present and future of our world, of us as a human being and of leadership. We do not go there as an individual seeking purpose, but we go as a part of a network, as part of a group that is growing immensely together and um, that would be lost, that could not even go there, was it not for every other human around us. That is something I believe Antarctica can teach us better than any other place and that can especially help us carry back to our homes better than any other place. And that is that leadership must be more collective, must be more vulnerable, like Antarctica itself, and it must convolute those three dimensions that nature, like nothing else in our world, exhibits so staggeringly well. We see the past, the present, and the future all at once. And uh, that is what we must transport. Thank you for listening to part one of the Team HP5 episodes, answering the question, what does Antarctica mean to you? The second part will come out on the 17th of November. Um, so stay tuned and don't forget to follow us online using hashtag HB5 virtual voyage. Hey y'all, it's Rachel. Thank you so much for listening. So here is where you can find us. You can find me on Twitter at Flying Cypress. 
Um, there's no Twitter page for the podcast because I didn't want to manage a bunch of Twitters. So since the podcast is an extension of me, find the podcast on Twitter at Flying Cypress, which is me, Rachel Villani. Also, if you're on Facebook, you can find the podcast at Storytellers of STEM on Facebook, STEM with two M's. Um, everything we talk about, I will be shared in the Facebook page and also on Twitter, like I said. So go like the Facebook page, follow me on Twitter, um, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy.